Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the West Side Sports Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dakota Esri. I hope you guys are having a wonderful, feel-good Friday. I uh, hope everyone's having a good prep for the long Labor Day weekend upcoming. Today's podcast is going to be solid. Uh, probably right around the same 20-minute mar- um, minute mark, if I can speak today. I've got a little bit of coffee kicking through my veins today, so I am ready to rock and roll. Uh, standard segments today around the world, Seahawks, Mariners, uh, a couple tidbits, and then we're going to hop out. Uh, let's just get straight into it, shall we? Around the world, it's going to start out with the Chicago Bears president and CEO Ted Phillips is going to retire after this upcoming season. He has been with the Bears organization for 39 years and 23 total seasons. Uh, long tenure, uh, probably a, a due movement and a due change at the organization and top office and an organization and administration for the Bears. Um, Bears have been kind of a, you know, a roller coaster ride. You know, Jay Cutler, Brandon Marshall, Brian Erlacher, Khalil Mack. Uh, they've had a lot of good players come through there. I mean, Jay Cutler could be, you know, argued one, you know, pro or against him, but that's for a different conversation for a different day. But overall, uh, the Bears are due for a new, uh, a new style, a new change of clothing to come in there. And that's what the new, uh, president and CEO will bring considering they have Justin Fields. And I believe he can be the answer for the Bears franchise for years to come. Uh, reports from <clears throat> John Heyman state that Aaron Judge is expected to sign a new contract with the New York Yankees. I think this is a bunch of BS. I think John Heyman's blowing smoke up some people's skirts. I think this is a fool, a fool's tale, a bunch of, bunch of bull honky, put it kindly. Um, I'm going to try and keep my how I feel for John Heyman out of this. I believe John Heyman is full of crap like 90% of the time. And the only 10% that he knows or gets right is stuff about the New York stuff, which is kind of contradictory considering I'm saying that I don't believe him. But yet I'm talking about a New York-based article and report. Reason why I'm disagreeing with this is Aaron Judge has stated multiple times he is envious to go out to the West Coast. Uh, the Giants have been in talks. Our uh, Giants are, can't exactly be in talks because that would be tampering considering he's still under contract through with the New York Yankees for this season. But what I can tell you is that there is a lot of credible re- reports from uh, good sources that Aaron Judge is not staying with the New York Yankees. I wouldn't bother. Uh, if I was if I was Aaron Judge, I'd get the hell out of town. Goodbye. Kick rocks. Kiss my cleats. I'm, I'm out. Uh, the Yankees lowballed him. Then he came out pissed off, having obviously a career season. He's probably going to be the AL MVP um, between him and Shohei Otani this year when it comes to that. But... I would not expect Aaron Judge to stay with, with the Yankees. Uh, the Yankees need to learn a harsh lesson that you need to stop lowballing people, especially when they're really, really, really good players, like top 10, top 5% players in all of baseball. And the Yankees have had a long stretch of not winning a World Series. And this is another uh, ruffle into their deck of cards. There was a trade yesterday between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Utah Jazz for Donovan Mitchell. Um, I'm not going to get into the trade details for Donovan Mitchell. I think that this the deal was a little light, if I'm being honest with you. Colin Sexton is a pretty good player. Uh, Lori Markkinen, I believe, was part of that deal also. He's hurt or he was recovering from a foot injury and stuff like that. And there's a bunch of uh, trade swaps and first round picks, but that's just standard NBA stuff, so I'm not going to get into that. Serena Williams and Venus Williams lost in the first round at the U.S. Open for the doubles event. I, as far as I know, uh, Serena is still going in singles 
into the next round, but the doubles event, they lost the first round, unfortunately. Uh, oh, and then, you know, I'm people are going to be surprised I'm bringing this up now, but I don't think this is that big of a deal. Uh, Russell Wilson signing a five-year, $245 million extension with the Denver Broncos. 165 of that is going to be guaranteed. Less money than, than Kyler Murray. Uh, what I'm curious about, right, before I, de- I do a quick dive and then we're going to transfer into the last section on or last part of uh, ATW today, is what I find interesting about this whole contract extension for Russell Wilson is the Lamar Jackson uh, fallback, right? So Russell Wilson gets 165 on his second big-time contract, right? Lamar hasn't gotten the big-time contract yet, so therefore he's due to probably get a little bit more guaranteed. Also, what Lamar is being asked to do versus Russell is much different. I believe the workload is going to be higher on Jackson than it will be for Wilson due to the running uh, style and running offense uh, you know, boot and run, uh, quarterback, uh, not so much sneak, but draws, stuff like that, that they run in, uh, Baltimore versus obviously in, uh, for the, for, for the Broncos. Uh, if you're the, you had to do this, if, if you're Denver, you know, you don't give up everything for Russell Wilson. You don't give up no fan, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, um, flag for, I think it was like four or five, five draft picks, all that stuff. First round picks, second round picks, third round picks and not sign them. You had to sign them. But ultimately, when, I, when I'm looking at this from a 30,000 foot perspective, which I try and keep a fairly consistent view on this podcast, is Rosa Wilson, this all this ultimately came down to one word, ladies and gentlemen, control. Uh, control for Rosa Wilson was what he wanted in Seattle. Obviously, Pete and John were never going to give that to him. He wanted to have uh, roster management capabilities. Didn't really give him that here here in Seattle. Pete and John were pretty uh, pretty tight on that between them between the two of them. Not, I mean, obviously when it comes to free agency, you're gonna oh, how about Jimmy Graham? That probably was a conversation that came to Russell, uh, but not very, not a whole lot of conversation was brought to him as far as I've seen and kind of the research I've been digging into. So obviously he's in Denver. He gets all the money. Sierra has a key to the you know team practice squad facilities, and she's probably got a hammock hanging somewhere doing her weird things that they do. Um, but overall, I'm not overly shocked by this move at all. This is an expected move. The money is pretty high. It's 49 uh, million average per year, which is only less to I believe. Uh, I think it's Aaron Rodgers is the only quarterback that makes more money than Russell Wilson right now. But that's also su- subject to change. I think uh, Jackson will jump him, uh, and then Joe Burrow will probably be the next one because obviously the Bengals are not going to let Joe Burrow walk out of that ballpark or that field. There would be vengeance to pay upon the streets. Uh, last scene here for Around the World for this uh, podcast and for the week. Uh, this is breaking news. It just got out about 25 minutes ago. A 12-team college football playoff has been formally accepted and will be expected to start in 2026. Obviously, this is a huge deal for college football, for college football fans, uh, and incoming re-recruiting classes, all that good stuff. I would anticipate that uh, not yet teams, you know, they won't be so focused upon, you know, Clemson, Alabama, Notre Dame. Not, I mean, it depends upon the season. I've uh, been watching that Manti Teo d- documentary. Really just sad stuff. Just makes me have a gut-wrenching, you know, sensation, which I don't care for. But just kind of wanted to bring that up to light, see if anybody else is watching it and how they feel. Um, yeah, Alabama, Clemson. Uh, now you got teams like USC are going to be inside the mix for, for things like that. Uh, Penn State. 
possibly. Uh, Iowa. Uh, there's a lot of teams. There's a lot of really, really good teams in college football. Uh, this is just going to increase the overall. Uh, just the rating and the value and the and the viewer experience watching is going to be key here. Uh, more teams makes more money, which means more fans, which means more revenue, which means just good, good, good all the way around. And I'm not surprised that college football is expanding this. I'm actually surprised it took this long, but I hear, you know, takes from guys like Tim Tebow and other like, you know, diehard college football saving grace fans. Uh, you know, Brock Hewitt talked about this too. And like, they like, you know, there's like a 50-50 coin here, right? You got old school versus new school, right? Old school is like, I want to keep things the way they are. College football is a, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? It's like a pre-esteemed, uh, very like, uh, you know, pure natured programs that run specifically for the purpose of making money and making revenue value, TV contracts, all that stuff. And, you know, it's, I mean, I know I'm kind of going on like a little bit weird rant, like weird rant tangent here down a rabbit hole, but uh, it's just very interesting to see that it took this long to get college football to expand the overall playoff. The Tocitos Fiesta Bowl, the Sony Bowl, the Capital One Bowl, all that stuff is really important, obviously. Uh, the national championship, uh, obviously. They make, a lot of, they make a lot of money off of this stuff, and I'm surprised it took as long as it did. But overall, I'm glad that that's done for now. And uh, now we can start talking about, you know, an expanded college football here in the next three years. So, fingers crossed where we get some more USC, Texas, Oklahoma moments like when I was a kid growing up with Vince Young, Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, and the whole squad. Mariners, oh boy. This has been a uh, been a fun week for Mariners between the Julio extension and uh, playing some great baseball recently. Obviously, they swept the Detroit Tigers yesterday, outscored the Tigers 21-6 in that three-game series. Uh, look, I can for I can talk about this until I'm blue in the face, but I kind of just want to talk about like just uh, another moment where I'm gonna go th thirty thousand, right? Uh, look, I am going to be very honest with everybody here because that's what I pride myself on with these podcasts. I said the Mariners would not make the playoffs about three months ago when they were playing like hot trash. There were eleven games under five hundred. We couldn't score runs. Offense was stuttering. Pitching was awful. Robbie Ray was just an absolute hermit crab. Did not do anything besides for crawl around on the little, you know, nicely cut grass. Um, look, I, but I got a lot of people ask me like, well, how is it you change so drastically? Well, that's what being a fan is all about, right? Like I've been waiting like most of us my entire adult life. You know, I'm 30 years old. I don't have any memories of Mariners winning playoff games off the top of my head. I, like, vaguely remember, like, a Bernie Williams home run or something at Yankee Stadium. I don't remember a whole lot, to be honest with you. Um, and I've been a baseball diehard baseball fan all my life. But, like, actual memories where I can, like, dig back and distinctively remember that, that kind of stuff. Obviously, 95, I was, like, three years old. Uh, I'm not going to remember that, that stuff. But having a team like we have right now, watching what they're doing at this time of the season, hearing Scott Service, who I... If he doesn't win GM or coach of the year, excuse me, there needs to be a formal strike against Major League Baseball because there is no way Scott Service hasn't done everything in his power to win that award. The Mariners have the third most wins of any team in baseball since July 3rd. It's 35 wins, ladies and gentlemen. It's not something to, you know, snuff your, your nose at. They are playing good baseball. Like, listen to these stats. I'm going to read you off right now, right? 
Robbie Ray, 33 innings pitched. All five starts he had in the last month were quality starts, meaning seven earned or seven innings of two earned runs or less ball. 1.64 ERA, 41 strikeouts. Okay. George Kirby, 29 in the third innings pitched. 4-0 record. 2.15 ERA. War, 1.4. Tied for most in MLB for wins above re- replacement at 1.4 with Justin Verlander, who is anticipated to possibly win the Cy Young this year. Julio Rodriguez in the month, last month. 30 hits, 7 home runs, 23 ribbies, 240 average. Average isn't great, but he's still hitting the ball at a consistent basis. Eugenio Suarez, 9 home runs, 25 ribbies, seven wa- or 17 walks with a 240 average. He's been my player of the year for me, honestly. And I was, I was, well, something you're gonna say, excuse me. Well, how is it you can say that Eugenio Suarez is player of the year, but Julio Rodriguez isn't? Well, Eugenio Suarez help really is a pillar of that clubhouse. You know, the good vibes only since day one, never wavered, constantly on that, right? That's what we were, we were looking for. Who's gonna replace Kyle Seeger? Who's gonna replace that uh, leadership role on, on this team? Stepped in beautifully. Uh, Jesse Winker, now you've been replaced in the outfield. Thank God, because you're an absolutely terrible fielding outfielder in general. I'm not trying to just throw shade, but it's a matter of fact. He's not a very good fielding outfielder whatsoever. His uh, defensive metrics are in the bottom third of all of baseball. So now I'm glad that you're seeing, uh, you know, uh, Taylor out there in left field. You're seeing Sam Haggerty kind of flying around. And God bless you, Sam Haggerty, Ham Swaggerty. Holy crap. I love Sam Haggerty. You know, I'm sure everybody's probably loving Sam Haggerty. The fancy do-rag, the hair, the style, the confidence, the ability to play in any position besides for, for, for catcher needed. He's an incredible player, and I just... I can't thank him enough for everything he's done in the last, I don't know, month and a half he's been with the uh, ball club. Pitching matchup today is going to be a good one. It's going to be Luis Castillo versus Zach Plesak at 4-10 today. They are in uh, Cleveland for this series. And then after this, I believe they're heading home for the series that starts against the Chicago White Sox. Seahawks news. I got a couple signings, a couple information on the upcoming game here, week one versus the, the Denver Broncos. And then we're going to hop out. Team announced yesterday the signings of quarterback Sean Mannion. Defensive back Xavier Crawford and offensive tackle Jalen McKenzie. Freddie Swain signing with the Miami Dolphins. Glad to see he was able to find a home and somewhere to go. Uh, I, the last thing I obviously want to see with Freddie Swain is him not being able to find a home and somewhere to go and play and stuff like that. So congrats to him on still uh, continuing his passion and his career. They did indeed sign, uh, re-sign Justin Coleman yesterday after they placed LJ Collier on the short-term IR, meaning he's eligible to return after four games. So uh, we go on, excuse me, we one Manning cast will be in line for Hawks Broncos on Monday Night Football. Uh, still slightly surprised in general that Sean Mannion was signed of a project quarterbacks instead of someone like Kellen Mond. This is the kind of year where you would want to take a flyer on, on a project kid, kind of see what he has to offer, but I understand that if something were to happen to Drew Locke and you need a second string quarterback that's fairly, you know, comfortable and knows the offense fair, fairly well, Sean Mannion was in the Rams uh, uh, quarterback room with Shane Waldron for a couple of years and stuff like that so I'm not surprised that he was signed there but I would have rather seen a project possibility and see if we can turn something into it with time but obviously that's not my uh not my cup of tea not my circus not my monkey uh unfortunately there's not much of an update on Ken Walker Pete just keeps on saying he's just gonna kind of keep on just chucking along uh 
slowly, you know, one piece at a time, one stone at a time. So obviously he's a huge part of the offense for the upcoming season for the Hawks and all that stuff. Uh, sounds like Boye Mafe is going to be fine for week one versus Denver. Nothing's been updated on his shoulder injury, stuff like that. And uh, so that's going to be the main segment of today's podcast. I have a little segment here at the very end that's uh, a little bit different than what I normally do here, but I just kind of want to take a moment here as I close up my, close up my book for free, guys. Uh, I just want to say a moment of thank you to everybody who has been listening to the podcast since day one. If you're new to listening, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listening to this. I really, really appreciate it. This podcast started as a bucket list thing. I was like, oh, well, you know, I've always wanted to, I could talk sports with, with my buddies and, you know, with people and the local communities and stuff like that and i remember when this was going on and i was like man i actually you know because at first i'm not gonna lie like i wasn't getting a whole lot of listens i wasn't getting out there to like the overall world the network wasn't building and i questioned myself i was like you know am i gonna be something is this gonna be something i want to do for the foreseeable future if i don't see some kind of a dividend or something come you know you know, something come back in my way or something, right? And uh, just the response from people lately has been such such a, a incredible uh, showing from everybody. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for everything you guys have done for me. Uh, this podcast has been a huge mental boost for me, my confidence, all that stuff. I know that some people like to listen to this kind of stuff. Some, some people don't. Obviously, if this isn't your thing, I apologize for this kind of a segment. I really normally don't do this. But the fact that I just hit over my 800 listen uh, mark, I'm 200 away from my thousand, which was my goal here by the end of the season, which is obtainable. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to consistently come over to my podcast and listen to me rant and rave and trying to give you guys a little bit of an insight on what I find to be important and what my perspective was from the previous game and from the world of sports that we all love myself included and live for on a daily basis so I will as a fun interesting note um, I am in the works of getting a sponsorship finalized with with a local business Uh, I will get more details into that when it becomes finalized and official you guys will be hearing uh, advertisements on here and I will be able to get my microphone updated and get some better quality recording equipment and stuff like that. So good things are coming to the podcast. Uh, It's just a great feel good Friday. Mariners are going to roll in and have a great game today. I can feel it in the bottom of my loins. And with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. If you guys enjoy the overall conversation today or just the content I bring to you guys four to five days a week. Please do me a favor if you're new, if this is your first time listening by my chance, please subscribe and leave a rating on the podcast. Uh, all of the all the ratings really help me out. All of the uh, all of the uh, subscribers, excuse me, it really helps me out in general. And uh, I just want to take a moment just to say thank you guys so much for everything. My 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 fan base, my group, my network, whatever I want to call it. You guys are incredible. You guys are a big reason why I haven't let off the, the proverbial gas pedal with this. And uh, there's great things coming. There really is. So thank you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. I hope you guys have a safe, fun Labor Day weekend. And as I always hop out here with saying, go Hawks and see us rise.